Hi, this is Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Today's show, I am featuring James Babin, and we're going to talk about his latest film, Train Stop. It's a short film about two busy professionals who confront their undeniable attraction and their demons during a chance encounter at a train station. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, James Babin. Hi, thanks for calling in. Well, thanks for having me. How are you? Great. So you have a great voice. You just mentioned you. Uh, that you used to work in radio? I have. Um, well, I do some voiceovers. I do some what we like to call corporate educational or industrial voiceovers. Okay. And in radio, I uh, DJed at a country bluegrass station in Litchfield, Connecticut, and also... Uh. And they also played AAA. It was WKCE out of Sharon, Connecticut. I actually lived in Connecticut growing up. I moved. Um, I lived in Manhattan. It was a uh-huh. big, I was a big PLJ fan. So sad. Oh, wow. They closed up. And um, and then I lived in Stanford. So yeah. Cool. WPLJ closed up in they, the New York metropolitan yes, area. Yes. Yeah, no longer. Uh, yeah, it just happened a couple of days ago. Very sad. That yeah. is very sad. I lived yeah. in New York before I moved to LA. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I um, went um, to grad school in Providence, Rhode Island, at uh, the Trinity Repertory Company, um, and that program is now um, part of Brown University. Okay. Um, but when I was there, it was before that all merged. Um, and then after that, I was in New York, and I did the theater scene and the like, and then I moved to L.A., 13 years ago, and I adore it here. I think I was always a Californian place somewhere else. Nice. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say they adore it here, because we do have our problems. <laughs> well, every, every, every place, place does have has its problems. Right. I, I mean, there's no way you're not going to have a place right. that's not going to have problems. Exactly. I mean, um, look at I-95 on a... At 4 o'clock on a Friday in Connecticut. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I first moved here, I was talking to, um, you know, to somebody. And they made a very good point, which is that if you are in any large metropolitan area Mm -hmm. um, in the United States and your commute is an hour or less, Um, you're doing pretty well. And then what's also very interesting, it's a bit of Southern California trivia, um, you know one of the stations here, uh, WKNX, you know, you give us 22 minutes, you give us the world. world, I I found out that that phrase, which is also used by New York Station, and I guess some other CBS news stations around the country, um, came out of W, you know, a Southern California station, because when it launched in 1968, tw- 22 minutes was the average commute. People had to work. Oh, interesting. Times change. Yes, absolutely. So give me a sense of how you became an actor. Um, I became an actor. I would say what really made me go into acting is my junior year in college. I was traveling through Europe. I was coming out of a bit of a depression that I had as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I really became very excited of what I saw in the world. And I wanted to somehow always feel connected to it. And acting was the way that I found I could do it, and I continue to do it. That's fantastic. Um, you know, what's interesting is my name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And... <laughs> 
we all I go, like it. Thank you. We all go through these personal and professional funks, and the fact that you were able to pull yourself out is incredible. I mean, do you have things that you do now to take care of yourself? Yes, I um, I practice yoga. Nice. I meditate. Um, the nice thing about what we do in performers is that we use our bodies very much. So it's you know very much um, voice and body, and it's that type of a practice. Um, I guess you could say I'm a praying man. You know and. Good. Um, just over time, you know, and I have also gotten professional help. And, you know, I think it's, you know, whenever it's such a major problem today um, with the way people can be connected but disconnected, yes. that, um, you know, it is important to seek out professional help when you need to. You bet. And you know what? It, nothing is too small. You know, if you feel like you don't have a network of people family and friends that get you it's so great mm -hmm. to get you on the right track is to go talk to somebody yes and then let's not also forget um i do have a dog oh and yeah. pets and, and pets are just phenomenal yeah. and um they add so much to your life um they sure do you know it's like yeah. he's kind of my family oh yeah oh it's i'm sure that's what it feels like i actually uh, did not grow up loving dogs but i got a dog about a year ago and, what kind? Uh, golden Doodle. And uh -huh. um, she is the cutest thing. Like, uh, uh, my daughter will say, I cannot believe how much you love this dog because I never really loved. <laughs> and I grew up around dogs. My parents had dogs. I just didn't bond. But it's been very cathartic and very, just having that, it's like you discover a side to yourself that you never would have had before. Well, a former girlfriend of mine um, was a dog walker. Mm -hmm. And she made a very, very interesting observation that with our pets, it's one relationship we have in the world that is completely emotional. Yeah, um, true. You know, it's just, a, you know, and it's completely raw, of course, animal emotions. Yes. You know, you're, you know, you love, you're angry. You know, it's not like a yeah. human relationship, which we all know. Have a, has a lot more, um, have many more layers. Yes, and they don't talk back to you. Well, sometimes they no. do. <laughs> so I, I want to touch on your film. I'm sorry we got all, yeah. all over the place, but it's been great hearing your backstory. Uh -huh. um, tell me a little bit about this film without giving too much away. Well, without giving too much away, it kind of segues into what we were just um, talking about with the isolation that many people feel in connecting with somebody and mm -hmm. finding that perfect person. And here... Um, we found a script um, by Mark Cornell, um, who is a writer. He's based out of North Carolina, um, and this was in Train Stop, was listed as one of the best short plays of 2016, and it tells the story of two busy professionals mm -hmm. um, who are going about their business, and they run into each other at a train station, and they face their undeniable attraction, but also their demons. Yes. During this encounter. I loved it. Uh, it was so... Thank you! ...spot on, and it just, it just grabbed you right at the beginning. Oh, my God. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, the biggest challenge, and one thing that we wanted to do, is, you know, you have a play, and, you know, one thing that you always want to honor is you want to 
when you tell a story in a certain medium, you want to make sure it's right for the medium. Mm -hmm. So we worked at making it cinematic. Um, yeah. You know, and oh, that that makes me feel so good. Oh, I'm glad. Thank. Well, thank you. You know, I've done some acting myself, and. It's a very tough industry. When you can take your idea and bring it to life and make it happen, how do you feel about the fact that I feel done phenomenal. Yeah. One way that it happened is um, I was going to the acting class that night. You know, it was a regular Sunday class um, over at the BGB studio in um, North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, I was supposed to write a scene. Uh, for a pilot that I, you know, have been bouncing around in my mind. But it was Sunday, and the Rams were playing a very, very good game. <laughs> so I kind of didn't. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have to bring in something. And I found the play. And we were doing a challenge over at our studio to create your own work. I like that. And that's what, that's kind of how it evolved. And, you know, we read it, and I thought to myself, with Sage Porter, who, um, plays my love interest in the film. The two mm -hmm. characters' names are Michael and Tracy, so Sage plays Tracy. And I thought, you know, this could be done. It's great. And then from there, um, I met, um, I hired through a friend of mine who's a theatrical producer. Um, she knew, I asked her if she wanted to come on board as a producer, because as somebody once told me, you know, when you are leading something, you're 100% responsible, but you can't do it alone. Yes. Um, and so our producer, Laura Hochschild, I was the executive producer, Laura acted as the producer. She knew this director, Auden Bowie, um, who is a really, really talented woman, and she won the DGA award for her thesis film at USC. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we, we kind of got lucky. Yeah. You know, all the chips kind of came together. It's great. Um, but it feels great to create your own work. And I've always liked producing. There's something, you know, when you're in the arts, as you know, mm -hmm. there is so much that's intangible. Um, but when you produce, and I founded my production company, it's called Barnegat Life Productions, um, from a little island down on the Jersey Shore between, you know, <laughs> it was a Philadelphian place when my mother found it, and then it's become both Philly and New York. Okay. Um, but it's a really nice small area, and so I wanted to do something to launch my company, and this is what I did. And, you know, okay. it's nice to bring something to fruition. And one thing I learned about it is I think by necessity um, – so many of us are now multi-hyphenates. You know, you have, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you have the actor producer, the writer producer, the director producer. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you know, even with your show, I'm guessing that you might also produce it as well. Yes. And the art of actually producing, you know, kind of gets lost, and it is kind of an art. You know, you spearhead the project and you own the project. Yes, absolutely. I think it's good to uh, wear a lot of hats, though. Um, yes. And. You know, I, it used to be I, people would say, uh, do you feel bad you're not using a degree? You know, I've heard other people have been asked the same thing. But we use our, all of our backstory, I think, mm -hmm. you know, and what you bring to the party. Yes, you, you really do. You really do. And, you know, it's nice to also put on another hat. Um, yes. 
you know, a solid, you know, I think for people who are all in the business world, it's nice for them to do a creative project. And I think people who are creatives, it's nice to put on that business hat. You know, okay, right. you have this script. How do I adapt it? Who do I need to hire? Mm-hmm. Um, how, what partners I might be able to bring in um, yes. to help. Yes. You know, we found a company called Renaissance Entertainment, and they help with the insurance and a little bit of the financing, which is very nice. Oh, and good negotiations mm-hmm. and such um so the we were also very lucky it's all filmed in la um as we like to say real jobs are real jobs yes and uh we shot it at the los angeles convention center in eight hours Whoa. when they had when they were off one day okay perfect so big thanks to them i, I want to add that i would think what you did is great too and inspiring to listeners because you know, a lot of times we go out on the, all these auditions and you think you're going to get it and you don't. And you think there's a fit, like dating. You think there's a match mm-hmm. and you never hear from him again. And it's no. it's depressing. And so when you go off and you said, you know, say to yourself, I'm going to write my own thing. I'm going to, then I'm going to, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with one, once I've written that thing? That's the big step. I mean, that's always where I found it hard is like once you write something, um, yeah. bring it to life must be so rewarding. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we also got um, a lot of support. You know, the first one who I reached out to when I read it was Mark Cornell, who wrote the play. That's great. Um, and he also set the bar kind of high. You know, he said, well, you know, there are two ways that you can do it. You know, he said he was flattered that we found it yeah. and flattered right. that we liked it so much. And he says, you know, you, you can do it um, either way. He mm-hmm. said, you know, you can do it. It doesn't necessarily, I guess, have to be called train stop. You could say it's Uber stop and just do it in, <laughs> in a parking lot. But, you yeah. know, there's also so much content out there that you have to make sure that when you do something, it really is of a high quality. You bet. And, um, you know, I just thought about it and I was like, no, I want this to be train stop. And I really want it to, because there's just a tremendous amount of content. So Mark was really great and uh you know we cut very little mm-hmm. um because the dialogue's just so phenomenal it's, it, you it know, is the, yeah it's everything that you wish somebody would say or that you could say when you meet somebody that's fantastic um it, it just was you know it, it was funny it was moving it was just re- really relatable Thank you. Yeah. Where can people find out more about the film? Uh, well, right now, the best place to find out is uh, we are in the Dances with Films. Uh, we're pretty honored. Um, and we are going to be screening on Tuesday, June 18th, in what they call the Fusion Shorts Program. Okay. Um, with six other really great films. It's at the Grauman TCL. Chinese theater. Yes. Um, but, you know, that very famous place on Hollywood Boulevard that everybody dreams about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you went to the Dances with Films website um, and you looked us up, you could come see us. That's, a, that's probably the best way to find out more about it at the moment. Fantastic. All right. So we have to wrap, but I want to thank you so much. Any last bit of info you want to leave the listeners with? Um, no. I would just basically say... Um, Come on out and see it, and um, as you go through your life, look for those real connections, because they're out there, and I think we get into our way. You bet.
James, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to or mention before we wrap? Uh, yes, one person. I almost forgot. Our composer, Maria Newman, um, did a wrote a beautiful, beautiful score um, that's conducted by Scott Hosfeld and members of the Malibu Coast Chamber Orchestra. And Maria comes with a lot of Hollywood history. Um, she's a member of the Newman family, as in the uh, Academy Award winning composer. Alfred Newman and the cousin, I think, of Randy Newman. And, you know, so that's a beautiful score. Well, thanks again for calling in. I've really enjoyed having you on the show, and hopefully I can meet you sometime. I hope so, too. And congratulations. Thank you so much. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.